0: I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today, in Jesus' name. Welcome to Friday Side Notes. This is where we get together on uh, Friday and we talk about issues. During the week on Monday through Thursday, we always deal with the word of god we're going verse by verse we're learning we're growing we're studying we're we're taking a deep dive into who god is with his word we're learning literally from jesus himself in fact uh, jesus is the word made flesh and we do that during the week but on friday we get together and we just we deal with some things that will help us in our Bible studies during the week, and it may be uh, something social, it may be something that's tangential to the Word, but helps you see the Word in a new and different way. It may be something that is in our society, it may be something that I have some interest in that I think will give you a perspective on who God is and what He's doing. It may even be scientific. There's all kinds of things we'll do on Friday, but this Friday, we're going to talk about meeting with the church and uh, why that's important. Because so many times people uh, get caught up and they think that because they have a personal walk with God and you do, and because you have a personal relationship with God and because you can grow and study the word on your own that uh, really the church doesn't have a purpose or a meaning, really doesn't have a reason for existing. The truth is that's not true. It's just not true. It's uh, very important that even if you're listening to this uh, years from now, from when I'm recording it, or if you're listening to it when we release it on the podcast sites, whether whether, it doesn't really matter whether you're doing it one way or the other. It's important that you meet together with the body of Christ. It is most important that you do that. And if you need some uh, encouragement for that, I want to give you a couple of verses of scripture that help you understand not why we do it, but what the purpose is for meeting together as a church. And you need to find a local congregation to be a part of. And uh, that local congregation is the body of Christ, Now, the uh, Catholic Church, and I mean that not in the Roman Catholic way, but in the word Catholic itself, means the church universal, which means the whole body of Christ. Everyone who is a believer, who is born again, who trusts in Jesus, is the Catholic Church or the universal church. But everywhere, especially where most of these podcasts are distributed, there are local congregations. Now, there may be some places that are listening to this one day, that exist in a place where they're trying to suppress the church. But that being said, the church cannot be suppressed because Jesus says, I build the church. And what he's talking about is I build the eternal church. I'm at work regularly building that. And I want to encourage you, uh, that if you're listening to this podcast and it's your primary source of Bible study, or if it's one of those tangential things that you use to supplement your understanding of the word, I hope it's used in both ways. I hope it's also used as uh, as a way for you to uh, learn how to grow and have your own personal Bible study and begin to make that uh, a part of who you are and a part of your walk with God. No matter how you're using this podcast, it is important that you understand that I am uh, encouraging you in the most weighty and heavy way to go and be a part of a local congregation. And I'm going to tell you my King Jesus and your King Jesus, he did it also. That's who he was. If you uh, look at Luke chapter 4 verse 16, there's a little phrase that's used as he's about to go into the synagogue, as he's about to go into uh, the place of meeting, where the Jewish people worship God, where he was going to do that in Nazareth. And as you're studying it, as you're just reading along, you'll miss it if you don't watch carefully, if you don't look closely, but it gives us an insight into the actual normal life and customs that Jesus had as the way he was, who he was as a person. And we want to know Jesus. We want to walk with Jesus. We want to have a relationship with Jesus. We want to be like Jesus. Well, The only way for me to be like Jesus is to know, get some of those intimate insights into who he really was as he lived his life on this earth with his disciples and with the, the women and the men who followed. It says in verse 16, so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. This is the place he'd been raised. And uh, this is the place where he, it was his hometown. He, he came back to his hometown. And it says, And and notice, it's just a little phrase here, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Notice that. It says, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Notice that Jesus' custom, the thing that he normally did on the Sabbath day, the thing that was normal for his life, it was the regular part of what he did, was meet with other believers. That's what Jesus did. And of all the arguments I could give you, I think that has the most weight because we as believers, we're people of the way. We're Christians, meaning we're followers of Christ. We're disciples of Christ. And if we're disciples of Christ, shouldn't it be also our custom that we meet with the other believers? I I think it should be. I think it's quite obvious that it was his custom, and I want to have my customs marry up with his customs, especially when they're spiritual uh, disciplines, when they're uh, disciplines of how to live. I want my customs to marry up with what he did. And it's quite obvious that's what he did on a regular basis. Jesus, the best way for me to say it is he went to church. He went to church. He was customarily at church. If he wasn't in church in his hometown, when Sabbath came somewhere else, he was in church there. And notice he was an active participant in church. He didn't just show up to church. It says he stood up to read that day. and Now that's going to be a really important passage, and you can go back and study it because there he proclaims himself to be the Messiah, but, but he participated in church. He not only attended, but he was not. And you'll even see that in this passage because they say, they say, isn't this, uh, the son of Mary and Joseph, don't we know him? Well, yeah, we well, you do know him. That's exactly who you, that's, that's who's standing up there talking to you. And I think it's of great importance that you get an insight and see that Jesus was a regular attender in church. It was a part of the disciplined life that he lived. It was a part of who he was, um, I want you to also understand that meeting together as a church also has importance because it, it induces you with power. It is one of those things that, that cause us to have the power of God evident in our life. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 26 says this, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Notice the way love and good works are stirred up in us is we stir it up in each other. That's what Hebrews is saying here. Let us consider one another. We need to not be selfish in our faith, but our faith needs to be lived out with others. He's saying, consider one another when you're walking in faith and stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. Meaning don't, give, don't quit, don't give up on meeting with church people. Now, a lot of times when you are meeting with church people, you got a problem. And it's a huge problem, and every one of us has it. You're going to meet with people who are not walking in the Christian life as they ought. You are. In fact, let me give you a little secret. You're one of them. You're not walking as you ought in the Christian life. In fact, there are things that you're not doing that you don't even know you're not doing. There, there, there are things that are part of your life that God has not even told you about yet that are keeping you from becoming who you ought to. He's leading you down a path where he's growing you. And he knows if I tell him this, it'll get him off the path. So I'm, I'm gonna hold that until I get them matured enough so that they can begin to deal with that later. And you, when you go to church, you're gonna run into people who are, you've know things about their past. You know who they are, their situation. And in fact, you may know things about their present, but here's what you don't know. You don't know the heart of the people that are there. And you don't know the extent of their struggle with sin. And you also don't know the extent of the pain of their life and what they're trying to trying to accomplish there. Now, you might surmise that, and you might even also sit down and attribute to them characteristics and thoughts and traits that are not true. Because, like I said, you don't know. The Bible says uh, the Spirit of God knows the heart of man, and it's the only one that really truly knows it. Not even man knows his own heart like the Spirit of God does. And so when I meet together with other believers I I do not bring together with a judgmental heart about who they are and what they're doing. And I can't tell you the depths of their struggles. And I, I can't tell you the scars of their past. And I can't tell you the wounds that they're suffering from in the moment that we're meeting together. I can't tell you all those things. And so I try not to attribute to them anything other than they have a genuine desire to try to seek out God in whatever way they can. And I don't want to forsake assembling with them because I may be the one who stirs that love and good works up in their life that wasn't there before. And you would be to not want to do that because that's where you get your treasure. That's where life really is. He says, we shouldn't forsake the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, meaning some people do that. He says, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Notice we need to encourage Each other. I'm encouraged. I have people in my church. I've had them for years and years. As a pastor, I've pastored many people that I would have told you in the years prior to that that they weren't even a believer. They weren't somebody that could even understand or comprehend the things of God and that they never would have been. They never were going to be. But see, I also don't know God's plan. And so uh, that would be foolish for me to say of them, but I would have thought that. I would have considered that. that would have been the attitude of my heart. But then I see change in their life. And is that change perfect? Is it perfected in them so that they're perfectly the way they ought to be and not the way they, that I believe them to be before? No, they're not. And you're not either. And I'm not. And I struggle each and every day with my sin. And, and you do too. And I struggle each and every day to do the things that I ought. But even as the even as Apostle Paul says, the things I want to do, I do not do. And the things I, I, I do not want to do, I, I keep on doing. And he says, Oh, what a wretched man am I. And I feel that way. And can you imagine how they feel that way? And as much as the Spirit of God stirs up love and life in you when uh, you're worshiping and when you're seeking Him out, He's doing the same for them. And He's mending you and He's mending them. And the truth is they need that mending and they need that love and they need that hope and they need those good works. And uh, you being there, you may be the one who actually stirs that up in them. And why, why wouldn't you? why wouldn't you want to do that? Even your worst enemy, even the person may have wronged you the most, wouldn't you want to see them grow and see them become and see the things that cause them to be the person that hurt you go away? Wouldn't you want to see that ended and them to become someone who you could actually have a relationship with again? If you wouldn't, then I would tell you this, that you've not yet figured out the full heart of god but you're on that path and so i would not i would not condemn you for that what i would say to you is as you keep walking the path and you're going to figure out how to do that matthew 18 19 through 20 says this again i say to you that if two of you agree on earth concern any concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven for for where two or three are gathered together in my name I'm there in the midst of them or I am there also. What he's saying is you can be assured when God when we gather together in the name of God that God shows up. He's not going to miss out on a party that he's the honored guest at. He's going to be there. And it doesn't have to be the thousands and tens of thousands that some of the mega churches have today. It can be a congregation of 10 or 15 that meet in a basement in China or it can be or it can be a group of older people who live in a a community that's slowly dying and there'll be six or seven show up on Sunday morning and gather together for a little worship and a little bit of the word and God's there. And uh, it can be at a, one of these mega youth rallies where uh, God's children are showing up to uh, experience him in a new and different way. And he's there also. He's also with you when you're talking with me right now. He's He's there, but he's there in greater and greater power. When we choose to meet together, to come together personally, physically together, and to ask for things and to seek Him out, He says again, I say to you that if two or you of uh, two, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that you ask, it will be done for you by My Father in heaven. What He's saying is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna begin to work My will and My way out, and when y'all agree and y'all begin to seek those things out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it happen. And, and that's what the church is. That's what Jesus uh, made the church for. That's why the institution of God's people in worship is one of the original institutions God created in the earth. And we're remiss when we don't meet together as believers. And I would say to you, I want you to download this Bible study and I want you to uh, learn as much as you can. I want to be a blessing to you as far as this Bible study is concerned but I, I want for you to be a blessing to someone else. I want for you to be uh, uh, Christ in the world that we live in. And you are because you're a new creation. The old is past, the new has come. And it's time for you to engage the world that you live in. And it's time for you to join in what the church is doing and being a part of it. So I, I know you will. God always tends to draw his people together. And if you feel that draw, go out there and find a place. And don't bring preconditions pre- to it. Don't bring your own uh, conceptions of church. Just go and search for a place where people love each other, where people care about what's going on, where the word is held high and taught, and where you feel the spirit move uh, you to life. And if you find that place, it doesn't matter what it looks like or where it's at. If you find that place where God's word is alive, where God's love is real, and where God's purposes are found by his spirit, you'll be in the right place, and you'll benefit from it, and others will benefit from you. I expect that for you, and I pray that it'll be the case for you uh, this week and in, in the weeks to come. In Jesus' name. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus name.